up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Rundown. I'm your host, Bruno. I'm here with Scott. I'm here with Pedro. It's the show where we talk about all the latest TV we've watched, movies, new and old. And we usually talk about something new that we watched um, at the end. Today, that big show is Twisted Metal. So we'll get into that later on. But right now, we're just going to kick it off with some stuff that we've been watching lately. What's up, guys? Well, hello. Good to be back again. Good to be back again. What's been on your radar, Scott? Well, I watched uh, a few movies. Uh, I took a break from watching quite a long uh, TV shows I've been watching. I ain't a break. There's too many episodes. So I was watching A Good Person uh, with Zach Braff, and it was quite interesting because uh, the movie- Hold on, hold on. What is A Good Person? Where can people watch it? What is it? I was in the middle of sight. Okay. (laughs) You usually go right over it. So I just want to give provide some context, uh, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, demonstration of description. Take two action. Uh, yes, a, a good person takes place right in my neighborhood here. So there are a lot of uh, well-known locations, high school. The- Where is your neighborhood if you want to divulge that? I guess so people will find out if they watch the movie. Yes. Uh, yes. So I would say... I will leave it to be a surprise. It's not anyone particularly famous. Um, but Zach Braff is from the neighborhood, so it's he's very close to home. And it's about, um, I'm not going to go to it, but it's not really such a positive story. It's a lot about mental mental health. Uh, Morgan Freeman is one of the most well-known people in the movie. Um, so he, of course, did not disappoint. Another one. Yes, another one. Uh, then I watched uh, The Outlaws, which was a movie right away. I could tell that was a Adam Sandler film because... Uh, the Outlaws? Was, yes. Is this that Netflix show that came out a couple of years back? No, it's actually, it came out this, uh, it's it's a movie that came out this year. So it's with uh, Adam Devine uh, is also in it. Uh, Pierce Bronson is in it. Uh, Nina Debrieve is in it. Uh, Ellen Barkin is in it. So, did you say Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler, yes. Adam Sandler produced it. Uh, oh, you're talking about a movie with that guy from uh, from Workaholics. Yes, yes. Okay, Adam Devine, but he's done a few things since he's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I know him from. Yeah, yeah he yes. had a couple other movies. Yes. Um, Adam Devine. Okay. Was any of those particularly good? Uh, I think a good, I would say a good person. It was a very, very small niche. Didn't make a lot of money. Uh, I don't know if the outlaws is going to, I can say it made more or less because it was straight to Netflix. So it's probably going to be comparable or or less because it's straight to Netflix. Uh, But I thought the outlaws was very off the wall. It was like a bunch of writers quit in a room and let, let throw a bunch of ideas and we'll create a insane movie. And that's what they did. It, it, there's a lot of moments that are funny, uh, but the plot, you can kind of figure it out because Adam Devine, his character, Owen works at a bank and then he is, he's uh, falling in love with Parker and uh, you later realize that uh, the other characters have a good close family relationship and it, it leads to being a, a lot of 
slapstick comedy as far as uh, getting into trouble. This directed by Zach Braff and written by Zach Braff as well. That's a good person, yes. A good person is both. Zach Braff is a good person. He's a good guy. Yes, I believe so, yes. Was the show that put him on Scrubs? I yeah, I think that's pretty much you did things before that, but that's definitely what put him on the Did Garden State. Yes, he did Garden State. It's like an indie. That hit. was huge. That was huge. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh Pedro, what's up? What you've been watching? Uh new season of Futurama, the first two episodes that What uh, season came are, out. are they at with that show? I believe this is season eleven. And uh, it took like a long hiatus for a couple years. And this might be like the third or so network that the show has jumped to. What network so, with it? What network is it on now? It's on Hulu. Oh, okay. It's, oh, so it's, okay. A, it's a Hulu. It, on, it was on was it on Fox first and then where did it jump? It wasn't within all that they'll swim. I'm not sure. I don't I don't know. I know it started on Fox. It might have jumped to something else. They they like poke fun of all this stuff on the first episode of the season on like how their show's been like canceled and renewed and everything. Uh first two episodes really funny, man. Just you know, I don't watch a lot of animation anymore. But like just sitting back and watching like a thirty-minute cartoon is, yeah, you, know, you forget how funny things are and just how many jokes there are. Like it's like repeatedly one after the other, after the other, after the other. So it's entertaining. Um, I like how they're poking, how they poke fun at themselves. I like how they're using the Hulu platform and technology that. Uh, I was never a big fan of the show, like before i never got into it really i've I've honestly only watched like two or three episodes from like the first season before this yeah same but just because just because it just showed up on my radar and was like on top of my home page first day i just i just clicked on it and really enjoyed it like if if the other seasons and episodes are like these first two then i'm definitely going to go back and try to watch all of that they there was it's responsible for that meme with the main character and, and it says take all my money I don't know if you guys have seen that yeah all. yeah and like the squinty eyes from yeah yeah what's the guy's name Fez yeah 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 I've seen a few episodes back in the day when it was on Fox and then I think it got picked up by like Comedy Central or or uh, the Cartoon Network I've seen it yeah one of those it was on the Fox from 1999 to 2003 and it took a hiatus uh when it went to Comedy Central in 2008-2013, then it decided to go, well, we'll take it 10 years off, and then went to Hulu. Okay. Yeah, it, and it's like stepchild of like the the Simpsons, right? Because I think the comedy is a little bit similar. Yeah, yeah, the artwork is creator. very similar. Yeah. I'm surprised it only lasted from 99 to 03 on Fox. I feel like it ran for like 10 years on that. that break. You know how Fox will have their like, Sunday, you know, like starting at eight, like it's all animation. They have like the animation block. Yeah, and those shows, those shows have been on for like years, 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 years. I'm surprised it was only four years on Fox. It's at, it was. I think they believed. I believe they called it animation domination. Yeah, something like that. It was American Dad, Simpsons, I guess Futurama had. Uh... Yeah, and those other shows, you know, I mean, obviously the Simpsons, but like. American Dad and 
Family Guy. Family Guy, yeah. On, they've been on Fox for 20 years already or whatever. So is Family Guy still on? Yeah, all those shows, all those shows are still all on. Like they still make new episodes? Yeah. Damn. Being a voiceover actor on one of those shows must be just like money in the bank forever. And the main character is Fry, not Fence. Fry, yes. Philip J. Fry. Thank you for issuing the correction. People are going <laughs> to write letters for that one. Well, we, we stated, you know, these we've only watched a couple episodes and we never got into it. You know, hey, Hulu brought it back, gave it life, and it's got a new, uh, it's got a new, uh, a new fan in me. So I'm sure it's, it's hitting a, a couple of people for the first time too. Cool. Anything else? Yeah, I also, um, I also watched the first three episodes of this fool. Oh, season two, season two. Yes. Um, not really feeling season two. Three episodes in. Um, no, by. By the first three episodes of season one, I was like, already. It was just easily bingeable. Uh, but season yeah. three is, season two is a little all over the place. It's like, I don't know. It's not as funny. Um, There isn't like, there doesn't seem to be like a main theme that's pushing the story along. That's what like, I was going to say. Season one had like a solid like plot yeah, to move and, forward. Yes. And so far, Season two had been like standalone episodes, even though season oh. two and th- even though season two and three are like the same. It's just part one and part two of an episode. They were just like not as funny, and the first episode had like nothing to do with the other two. So I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll probably watch one more episode, and it, you know, if I don't, I'm not feeling it. I probably won't continue with it. Too bad because it was, it was. It, like the first season it was really good yeah I like season one I didn't finish it but I watched most of it um, so maybe I'll maybe I'll watch that over the next couple of days what did you watch Bruno oh Scott I like that uh, I watched I watched a lot of movies recently actually um, the only show I really the only new show I really started watching was a show on HBO called Full Circle um there's a lot going on with that show. The first time I started watching it, I fell asleep because I was really tired. And then I watched another episode last night and I fell asleep because I was really tired. <laughs> so, so I won't mention it. I'll just say <laughs> that it's really good. Um, I don't, don't ask me why or it just, it's very dense. It's, it's about a kidnapping that kind of goes wrong. Um, and there's a lot of layers, uh, behind it. So, it's really good. Um, but I did, as I said, I saw a lot of movies. Um, I saw Sonic 2. Finally, I watched Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I watched The Guardians Volume 3. And I watched uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. So you were on a, on a nostalgia trip. Yeah. Ki- yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. You know, even new stuff is old stuff. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. So Sonic 2 is really good. Um they introduced Knuckles and Tails this time around. If you guys don't know the video games, they're just like additional characters that eventually uh, appear in the sequels. Idris Elba plays Knuckles, and initially he's kind of like just this brute, old school, like tribal character who's looking for a family heirloom or something. But by the end of the movie, he's like one of the funniest characters. And Jim Carrey is in that role as Dr. Robotnik. It's hilarious. 
Dungeons and Dragons, I had no interest in watching. I remember the reviews said it was pretty good. Uh, and it literally made me laugh the whole way through. So I highly recommend Dungeons and Dragons. You don't have to know anything about the board game. I didn't. Um, yeah, I've been, it, I've been, wa- I've been wanting to watch that. I, I, I'm one of the few people that thought the trailer was, was really good. That it was pretty good. Also, it's just a comedy, you know, fantasy action. Yeah, uh, they don't try. How can you hate those? They don't try to do too much, like, like the Marvel movies do now, where it's like an end of the world kind of issue that they're, you know, trying to sort of solve. It doesn't get that big, but. Um, the story's really good. It's a little bit long, but I never really felt bored. Um, characters are funny. Story's pretty simple and straightforward to follow. So yeah, if you like the trailer, you're gonna like the movie. I was, I was, I watched it on a plane, but I was like laughing the whole time. And then on my flight back, I watched the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. That movie did feel long. You know, a lot of people say that movie's really dark because of the of the the narrative and. Rocket's backstory. I wouldn't say it's dark. It's it's just a little weird and disturbing, and I'm surprised it went that route with like the animal cruelty angle. Oh man, this is making me more interested now. I'm I'm I have it queued up. Uh, since it debuted on on Disney Plus. Disney. Yeah, watch yeah. it. Let me know what you think. I did. F- I found that it was a little too long, and I'm also a little bit like worn out on on the jokes of those characters. And- I felt like if they were to take the Dungeons and Dragons approach with the humor, I feel like that's where, for me, that's the sweet spot. I, I guess maybe I'm just a little tired of, of this kind of humor on these these characters. But that's not to say that the ending like did have like some really good emotional beats that really they're gonna make you. Even though the movie is a little silly, like the emotional stuff really hits. Um, so I guess in that sense, it it it, it pays off. And I'm play. I'm currently playing the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Uh, oh, I thought that was good out, too. That came out like a year and a half ago, and I'm having so much fun with it because the whole game they're just like as you're playing the game, though they're like the team is just cross dialogue throughout the whole thing. So it's tons of like voice acting. Okay, yeah, yeah. I heard that game was good. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's it. I watched Temple of Doom, um, which is you know Indiana Jones classic. I hadn't seen that movie in probably like 25 years so i enjoyed that oh i thought you had said and watched the new one. Oh no no temple of doom is the second one i believe it's a prequel to raiders of the lost ark yeah yeah i just saw that one not too long ago i it's got date it's got data from the goonies i just checked i actually had full circle on my max app uh watch list but i just didn't realize i didn't put two and two together what it was like oh i see the people that are yeah that looks good that looks good. I have it. I have it. I I have it queued up. Also, that looks interesting. Okay, maybe we could talk about it on the next episode because, I, like I said, I've 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 watched it and I've kind of like been in and out of it. So I'm gonna do a hard reset because it is dense, but it does have a really good cast. Um, is it a limited series or it's just season one of a non-con series? I think it might be a limited series. Actually, the way the plot is, I don't see this. HBO kind of does these things where. It doesn't feel like it's a it's like a season long a multi season project, but I don't know I don't really know anything about it. It feels like a, a mini series. Scott, any insight into that? It says on the app it's his full series, so season season one. So that probably needs to sit. They're gonna probably do uh, more. 
Okay. So maybe it's like an anthology. Could be. I don't know. I don't see this like finishing season one and then this kind of story having like another season just feels like that would be a, a bad. Yeah. Risk. I like that HBO plays around with limited series. I, I just checked. IMD, IMDb says it's a TV miniseries. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. So maybe we can discuss that on the next one. Um, anything else hit the radar before we move over to Twisted Metal? I don't think anything else we have time with. I can talk. I think we could talk about other things, but let's get to the main story. Okay. Today's main topic is going to be Twisted Metal, a new show that just premiered on Peacock. It is based on the video game Twisted Metal. Have you, either you guys know the game, played the game? Came out in yeah, 1995. I, yeah, I played, I played that way. I've, I've known since it's been a video game for the past hour. So I'm very in tune to everything about it. So it's funny because Twisted Metal is not really like when you play the game, you, you're not thinking this is going to make a great story or series or movie or anything. I mean, the, the IP is pretty popular, but the game is basically like demolition derby with missiles and rockets and guns. And then it's like, it's like Mario Kart battle mode, basically, with like this... Mortal Kombat kind of like storyline in the background. That's pretty much what the game is. And then the different cars, like Sweet Tooth was was in the first game, popular character. There was also like a, a taxi. There was like uh, a big truck, uh, a Mad Max style character, a motorcycle guy. Um, but that was kind of it. The I played the first two. They were really good in the 90s when video games were in this era, kind of like not too dissimilar to like wrestling where it's like the badass era we're coming from like nintendo and sega and those 16-bit graphics and this is like when video games went into like the 3d space and sony came in and the game started getting more violent more dope yeah one mature yeah this was one of the first ones but the story obviously doesn't have much to do with that it's basically like a post-apocalyptic something they just they're just very vague some disease hit earth 20 years ago a lot of people died the city's closed off uh to the outside world and then there's like these runners and mad max style uh stuff happening in between and our main character is uh what do you call himself the milkman they basically like deliver goods from city to city that's basically the whole plot it's pretty basic but right off the bat i was pretty dismissive of the trailer when it came out i was dismissive of the concept when it came out but I watched it just because I played the game and I actually liked it. Yeah, it's funny that the game came out so long ago. It's not a game that has like crossed over between all the different generations of consoles. It was kind of like one and two and one. The, the first game was like one of those launch games with the PlayStation when it was a new console. Yeah. But like, you know, it's been years and years since you've heard of any you've even heard of this IP or anything so it was interesting that they decided to use it and come up with it but you know I guess now that Sony PlayStation has their I guess like you know film and production division and they want to they want to take a lot of these uh, video game properties and turn them into movies and TVs that I guess they this was one of the things that popped up at I uh, you know I, I welcome it it's it's different it it uh 
it's not something that's trying to be serious or take itself too serious. And, you know, it was like a wild shot in the dark. It's not something like you said, like, you don't see the Twisted Metal game and think like, oh, TV series right away. You know, like, it seems like something hard to do or not worth doing. But, you know, switching it up, giving it a little, like, main character and a plot uh, like they did and just having fun with the IP and, like, some of its elements. Yeah, the idea of, like, how do we turn these characters or this game into a world and them coming up with, like, these isolated walled-off cities and just having, like, the middle ground be the playground for some of this car-on-car action. Yeah, because the game itself, the game itself, if I remember correctly, it's not a narrative game or anything. It's just, like, an arcade-style game where you just, you know, keep playing different modes. There there was no narrative to go off. (laughs) Just this world. Just this world. It's this world, and then the whole... I was just reading on Wikipedia. It's just like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, where it's like every character has like their little like story, but it's just like a line of text next to their character. Mm-hmm. And then like there's this tournament that is was put together by some guy named Calypso. Like that's the whole. And then if you beat the game with your character, like you get a line of text that which is like your ending. But I think they did away with most of that stuff for the show. Again, like I only played part one and part two. I don't I don't know how many references you picked up on, but I picked up on like one or two maybe. Yeah, I've I've I've, I've read that there's Easter eggs throughout the the series. Yeah, I didn't there, get in. Is there one you can think of? Because I definitely didn't pick up on. The only one I remember clearly was I think it was in the first episode when uh, John Doe Anthony Mackie was like taking off, uh, and like breaking through like some building or mall and like actual game like lads on his oh yeah on his, uh, on the windshield. his car yeah on the windshield of the car like the actual old school uh box of the game yeah even there the was, old school box <laughs> that was cool there was a scene where they were driving through a vault this is really giving anything away i was wondering was that a abandoned mall or was that a set because there's sadly there's plenty of abandoned malls that they could easily just use uh but i i was that was just a small anecdote. I was wondering, like, is that a real mall or is that just a? a uh, that's probably a set. A CGI that because I'm like, yeah, that I, driving I, was pretty good. A driving in between. It could be. Stop. I mean, I have no clue. Um, it looked like a set to me. Yeah, I, I, like ninety five, like ninety percent of the, of the show looks like it was a set or a CG to me. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things I noticed right away is that like the quality of the show is not great. They clearly didn't have the budget that like a last of us had or even like fast, fast and furious is a movie, but they didn't have that kind of budget. This looks like a channel 11 kind of budget, like vampire diaries, not, you know, just so people know channel 11 in the New York market was the CW. He's insulting the CW. Is CW a national recognized uh, it is yeah yes yeah, it is yes but he's insulting the cw how dare you <laughs> i never watched it but anyway when you're a, when you're like a preteen, oh yeah or, pre, or like a teen girl that that network is like your goat they are yeah. superhero they were there they did have smallville a long time ago on the yeah they had the flash they had, they had, they the, had the whole dc lineup all right so all right. they had the whole dc lineup there you go not to insult those shows, but this feels like a, a low budget 
yes, showed. It does. I agree. Yes, it felt like. But it. I think, um, I think it, you know, the show. Once you watch it, you you can tell from like the first couple of minutes that it's got like this sort of like B movie like comedy vibe to it. So the fact that you know maybe some of the CG looks corny or like it doesn't have the best production value or whatever. It, it, like you, the fact that it is like in this sort of B movie realm. It works. Kind of like you look past it. It works. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. This is a B movie kind of show. I mean, the plot alone, right? This is something that you, it's like back in the day, the sci fi network, when they just had those like homemade movies almost. It's just just kind of in that realm. Those like, it's definitely a B movie kind of show. Um, What kept me watching was, you know, I think it was Anthony Mackie's performance. Because it's a show that doesn't take itself serious. So, and that kind of allows you to look past a lot of the flaws, I think, right? Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad they went that route because if you think about it, like trying to turn this IP and give it a plot and make it serious for it and just went at work, you know? Like the game, itse- the game itself was over the top, you know, like your <laughs> destruction derby, you got like a demented clown, ice cream truck. This was the only way. Uh, how many episodes did you guys watch? I just watched the first three. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep watching it. But I will say uh, I really liked the pilot, the first episode. And I thought the next two episodes uh, were kind of a letdown for me. But I'm going to okay. keep watching it because from what I've been reading, uh, it gets better at everyone's got character beat views and stuff on it um but i did i didn't i it, for me it kind of fell off episode two and three kind of fell off i felt like episode one opened up this whole like world you know and then episodes two and three kind of felt more closed off where you didn't see much more of the world it was kind of like, yeah you're kind of like indoors like that 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 whole second episode with uh with the uh with the clown um sweet tooth with Sweet Tooth when he like captured them and they were in that I thought like that room or that warehouse I just thought that went on for way too long and it got a little boring and like I wanted to see more of this like apocalyptic world you know it was like they were too many indoor scenes after yeah episode no, I one. agree I didn't think about it but now that I that I look back at some of the episodes I've watched eight of them those are the ones that sort of drag and there's a few more that are just like strictly in one single setting indoors but you know and being that the show doesn't look great they wear they wear out on you um, mm-hmm. I did think the the first part of the introduction I like the sweet tooth episode up until he's like now I'm gonna do this performance and I was like oh my god we're staying here this whole time mm-hmm. um I thought I- I liked the performance that I was like, Oh, you did? Oh, I did. I did. I was like, what is the before? I'm not going to see what he did, but the performance, I, I, I thought he made fun of this, the whole advertising type of thing. Like, welcome to this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 just, liked I, it. I wanted him to be more of like meaner, like a badass, like a boss, like the guy that's out to like, but then he turned out to be like a soft piece sort of. Well, that's going to change pretty quick. So he he he's way he's in a lot of uh, 
I think at the end of that episode, he he decides to leave Vegas, right? Yeah, he leaves. Yeah, yeah. So he his his character, um, I wouldn't say evolves, but goes back to that sort of mean meaner. Okay, okay. Uh, so they bring him back. That was in his, yeah. and then they also do an episode where they focus on his backstory and uh, the original yeah, game. That's... Original game, he was a serial killer. This one is is not that far from that. It, it's actually even darker. Um, I don't know why they did that, but okay, yeah, that's what I've been waiting to see is like his backstory and stuff like that. And at the end of episode three, they left you on a cliffhanger, so that also had me interested in coming back. I watched the first three episodes, and I thought I agree. I think the third episode kind of like lingered on. Is this going? Is this how's this episode going to end? To move on to episode four, so I. I was checking to see how much time was left many times. Yeah, I get I was it. Watching on my, I was watching on my phone, but uh, there was a a story arc that had to get over to be able to move on to the fourth episode. So eventually they got over the arc, and now I'll move on to see how it is in the fourth episode. I think something that was annoying me in the first like three or four episodes was the relationship between John Doe and... Beatrice, uh, the char- quiet. quiet, the character quiet. played by Stephanie Beatrice, because she was playing that same like Brooklyn Nine Nine type of character with just like an attitude and not saying anything, and it's just such a one note performance. She eventually breaks out of that, and she they have great chemistry on screen, but that like I kind of got a to a to a breaking point with that and got really annoyed with that character, but she does she does open up uh, eventually. They could have resolved that turmoil faster, like at the yeah. end of this set, like further earlier on. They could have done that. Being eight episodes in, I feel like, and realizing today that there was two more, I was like, yeah, they probably could have could have cut two episodes easy and just make this eight, keep it a little bit tighter. Yeah, it seems like the standard nowadays streaming seasons is like ten episodes. Like you gotta, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That seems that it's just a lot of stuff I've seen lately is like ten episodes that they're done, and that seems to be like the standard. Whereas like TV series that air on TV, all these things, you could have a season that goes out for like twenty plus episodes. And watching binge one, I'm watching one show that's you know that has one season has twenty eight episodes. Do you know how draining that is to binge? Yeah. It's like, there's something rewarding about moving on to the next season and not be like, oh my goodness, it's taking way too freaking long to get through season one. So by the time you get to season two, it feels like you watch an entire series. Yeah, I started I started watching The X-Files recently for season one, and that's a show that like every season's like 26 plus yeah. episodes or whatever. Because it would go from September to May. It wouldn't go yeah. from September then November, you take four months off, and then it's back in February, and then two more months. That's it. No, yeah. I think these guys, they were like, "Cool, we'll we'll pick up your show, give us ten episodes, and then you know they just got to fill ten episodes." Um, that's kind of, I think that was kind of the model here. Um, but yeah, they could have cut some. Um, a couple of things that stood out. So the show takes place present day, but everything is like kind of like 90s, late, early 2000s 
based just because that's the point where in the show the world kind of stopped. So he drives a, as soon as I saw the car, I was like, oh, I recognize that car because when I was at that age, that car was super popular. Just a 20, this is a 2002 Subaru WRX, which at the time was was a really popular car. Still, still popular, still a popular car model amongst some demographics. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The car, when, when I was that age, everybody had like uh, Hondas and Volkswagens. And then this car came out for just like about the same price as those, but way more horsepower and everybody in all wheel drive. Yeah. So that was 2002 car. And there's also a, tons of music. I like what they did with the music on the show. They spent, maybe they spent all their budget on licensing the music and not the visual effects because there's a lot of cool songs. But what I like about that is like during that time when you had a car, you had that CD, that book of CDs in your car somewhere. And he has that. And like, it's a part of, it's important to him. He actually speaks to that at one point that he's like collecting CDs as he's been collecting as he's been like traveling. And there is, there is, I don't know if you guys saw, got to that point, but he does sort of like address that specifically uh, at one point when he, he finds I think he finds somebody and he like he's he's like, oh, this guy's got a bunch of CDs and then he takes it. Um, the music is really good. Did you guys notice that? Did that stand out? Uh, I don't think I noticed it, but I think there was like one song that they played that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that definitely fits that here. It opens with Cypress Hill, I think, in the mall. Yeah. They each episode has about has at least two or three well-known songs there where it was Rockstar by Cypress Hill. Yeah, that's my, it. My Boo. It's very funny. It's, it's, it's much oh, yeah, funnier. It played My Boo. It's, it's much funnier to read them because it, it's <laughs> My Boo by, by Ghost Town DJs and Champagne Supernova by Oasis. Yeah, don't forget Sony is also a huge music company too. So Oh, true. They, they probably, instead of licensing, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these are Sony artists that they just do it. And by the way, and they were able to fit in, I, it's like this song's making a comeback, Thong Song by Cisco. Oh yeah, that was the song that when they played, I was like, <laughs> and it kept going too. Like, like I remember it carried over from like one scene to the next. As it heats up in the arcade and he actually, and he... And ends up joining in and singing. And I felt myself joining in and singing too. It's, that song was a banger. Oh, and it still is. It still is. Yeah, it's making a song. comeback. It's yeah, I did hear it somewhere else recently. <laughs> and Barbie Girl, which felt like that. I don't. I think that this is probably has no relation that they happen to put it in, but they also use Barbie Girl. Yeah. Which I think we're all having enough of that song with uh, Barbie for the movie out. Yeah. Um, so Sweet Tooth is played by Samoa Joe, but he's voiced by Will Arnett. Uh, did you guys pick up on either? I wouldn't know it was Samoa Joe. I only knew it until I read it, but did you guys know that Know that it was Will Arnett doing the voice? It sounded like him. I could tell that the, the person that was voicing the character was not the person behind the mask. It just didn't seem like it. the, the voice didn't uh, match. But Will Arnett does a lot of voiceover. She's very talented in that way. How do you guys think they pulled it off? Because it is Joe Samoa 
on set with the other actors interacting to everything. But he has also has to animate what he's saying. How do you think? I feel like that's a that? common that's a common thing. Though. Like anytime you see these like masked characters and movies and stuff that need like a certain body type to be played by the character and just because they have a mask on you kind of always know like that that's that's not the same i think i think like i think pain and like batman was like the one of the only ones i've ever seen it be like the character and voice but do you think it's uh samoa joe saying the lines and acting the lines and then they just replace them with will arnett i don't know i always wondered that's a good question because i always wondered that too yeah, I think it's a similar concept of animation. So you you have the voice over done first, and then you have the actor just act it out. But it may it could be you would lose the dynamic on set if he's not actually saying those things. But no, I think I'm definitely think he's probably saying it, and then Will Arnett just does the acting part. And yeah, I think maybe Will Arnett watches the Samoa performance. And then fills in with his voice. Maybe that's how they did. Yeah, through ADR. Because it's really good. Like the way he moves and the voice, like they sync up perfect. You know, when you do an animated movie, you're watching the character. You might be watching the character in front of you. You might not. And then they'll animate it, you know, after the fact. With this, it's a little different. So, yeah, I'd be curious to know exactly how they pulled it off. Because it looks good. Um, and I think Samoa Joe does a really good job. You'll see more of him as you watch more episodes and he sort of interacts with several other characters, but he does a really good job. Um, and he's super intimidating because he's bigger than everybody. So, yeah, for some reason, I knew that like belly looked familiar. <laughs> and they like greased him up and put like, you know, he's all dirty and sweaty. Yeah, they like, got, I, they might have like some digital, like, touch on digital muck. <laughs> um, let me see what else I got here. So yeah, uh, the show's incredibly violent, and it's also like pretty explicit in the language. Uh, they curse like crazy here, and I wasn't really expecting that for Peacock. I don't really know the rules, but I guess it's just like you think Peacock, you think like family kind of network, but then you have these guys say f bombs everywhere and chopping people's heads off, uh, using people as bullet sponges. It's crazy. This is NBC After Dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you may see that peacock logo they seem innocent but you know what after after you know going to a certain section they they say whatever they want i guess that's what it is um let me see what else i have in my notes uh yeah just i feel like again we touched on this but some of the episodes feel disconnected from from uh the entire plot that might be i don't know if that's like fan service um uh, I don't know the reason behind that, but there was one in particular where I think it might be episode four or five that just felt a little, I don't know, contrived. Um, didn't really connect to anything else. But as far as with us dissecting all the episodes of saying that we were not too enthused about ones versus the other, do you still feel like people should watch it? Yeah, I do. Because the Rotten Tomato score for for reviewers is 94 which is insanely high and that's not all ps2 fans right i mean a lot of it is probably um 
but I feel like the Twisted Metal series is not really one, like Pedro said, like hasn't been around for 10 years. You know the name, but it's not. And I think expectations were pretty low. It's a fun show. It doesn't really take itself serious. It's only 28 minutes. And yeah, I mean, it, it does feel a little bit long. Sometimes I do find myself just like looking at my phone occasionally, but it's a good hang. I think it's a good hang. Are you guys planning on continuing watching? Yeah, I'm going to continue watching it. I think for someone who doesn't know this is based on a video game and didn't play the video game before and doesn't know the history of it, it might be a little... Like, if you tune into it like that, you might just think, like, this is a really bad, like, this is really bad acting. You might not even get that it's based, it's supposed to be, like, a movie sort of style based. Yeah. You know? I, I'm not, I don't think all those, you know, rides, these are all PlayStation fans, but I think people who are familiar with the game franchise will enjoy it. Yeah, even though, like, I remember the game franchise well. My only reference is obviously Sweet Tooth, who's been, you know, the box cover guy forever. And Yellow Jacket, who was like the taxi car, just because that was my favorite character in the game. And he's not, so far at least he's not in the in the show. But everything else, I'm sure there's, I'll go, you know, once I'm done, I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch like, here's everything you missed about, you know, uh, all the Easter eggs. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I might know one or two, but this isn't like a franchise that I was like playing every single one. So I, if, like, I don't see a lot of Twisted Metal hardcore fans who are going to be like, oh, that's the guy from like Twisted Metal 4. I don't know. It's just a good, cheesy, B-movie kind of show. I do wish there was more like car battles. There are a few. Like the way the show opens, for example, it opens with a Twisted Metal kind of, that's the biggest reference. It's like they're in a mall having like uh, a car battle. So I wish there was a little bit more of that. As you said, that show thrives when it's in the open world, not in like, uh, you know, a Vegas casino or a diner or a bar, like in two other, two other episodes. Um, I think that's where it is strongest. Anthony Mackie's really good. You know, I see him as a Falcon and he's just like a really boring Falcon is just, you know, a guy with like very little personality. He has a couple of jokes here and there, but Anthony Mackie really shines here. And you forget that he is, uh, who he is. He's just really funny. He's, uh, he's one of the producers on this too, right? So he's all in on this. Oh, I didn't know that. So that. I believe I saw like in the opening credits, his name as one of the. Quite a few of the actors. Will Arnett is also, uh, that's all it comes down to one thing more money yeah but you know what that's a way to get your talent invested and absolutely do their best not just on screen but to pr to promote it as well even though right now they can't promote it but yeah we'll see we'll see how season one ends uh i'm curious to see if you guys actually finish it because there was a moment or two there where one episode or two hit and i was like man i'm just like kind of tuning out that happens to me a lot with these shows it's like they start off strong and then it's tough to actually make it to the end uh you just kind of lose it a little bit so on on uh, next episode we'll we'll see if we all wrapped it up all right that's twisted metal any any last notes i'm gonna i'm gonna keep watching it 
like you said, I'm hoping to see more destruction derby scenes. I'm certainly going to continue watching it. Question is, will you finish it? Twisted Meadows on Peacock, all 10 episodes available now. Next episode, we'll discuss the finale and our final thoughts on, on the show. That's it for the pod this week. Thanks guys for joining. Like, subscribe. We'll see you next time.